This week on our 60th episode, we talk about the 60th anniversary of the Disney movie The Parent Trap, also our weekly pop culture news, and fortune cookies. It is November 2021, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. Special welcome back to my co-host, Linnea, who was gone last week. Thank you. <laughs> and to Evan. I'm still here. All right. And I need to start out this week with a public apology to Linnea. What? So <laughs> I, I found out something, Linnea, that I had teased you about. And uh, I, I will say that I was wrong. I'm big enough to admit that I was wrong and you were right. <laughs> What's happening right now? What I'm talking about, remember when we were talking about Hilda? And we were talking about the little elf that I thought was called Alpha and you thought was called Alpha. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Yay. That is the elf's <laughs> name. It is spelled A-L-F-U-R, Alpha. So what happened is I was on Facebook and I saw a bunch of people were posting pictures of Halloween costumes, kids in Halloween costumes. And someone had, their whole family had dressed up like various people from Hilda. And then they had this little tiny one-inch elf called Alfer, and I saw it spelled out, and I thought, oh, that is really how it is. So so anyway, yep, I just want to publicly say, I'm sorry, Linnea, you were correct. I was wrong. We were making fun of you, and, and actually you shouldn't have. You were right. So there you go. Drama podcast now. We are a drama podcast. So pop culture news, who wants to go first? I'll go first. So just today I found out that... Disney is making a series called Baymax. It's basically just animated like the movie, and it's stories about Baymax's patience. Uh. He just wanders around his city helping people out, I guess, from the trailer. Yeah, you took mine. I was going to talk about that. I was going to talk about that, too. We were all going to talk about that? (laughs) Well, I have another one, though, so... Wow, we were all going to talk about Baymax. Yeah, I, I love Big Hero 6. We'll have to talk about that movie sometime. Truthfully, when I saw that trailer for this it just felt like all the dialogue clips were right from the movie that got me a little worried because it didn't seem like there was any new dialogue for Baymax like every quote was straight out of the movie I felt so I don't know it made me a little worried about it when I was watching it what do you two think I didn't watch it (laughs) I didn't really care it just looked fun I hope it is fun. I I know they did an animated series, and we watched one or two of those. It didn't grab me, but it ran for three seasons. So, Mm. yeah, I don't know. I I guess we'll see. All right, Lanassi, you added another one? Uh, Mine was that there's another trailer for Stranger Things. And this time it's like an actual full-length trailer with their uh, release date. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess I can throw this one in here then, since we're fast approaching the time. Uh, November 19th is going to be a big day because we have Cowboy Bebop coming out, which I talked about already. But also, there's going to be a new fantasy series called The Wheel of Time. Mm -hmm. And it's based on a series of books, 14 to be in fact. Uh, That's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. I have them all out there on the bookshelf if you ever want to start reading them. (laughs) No thanks. But it's a fantasy series by Robert Jordan. I'm cautiously optimistic when I saw the very first trailer, I wasn't that impressed, but subsequent trailers have made me a little more optimistic for it. Amazon Prime, where it's going to be airing, is hoping that it's going to be their next big Game of Thrones kind of thing. 
like Squid Game, but for no, him, it's so not like, going to be like Squid Game. I like the popularity like squid of Squid oh, Game. Oh, popularity of Squid Game. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know, but <laughs> I didn't mean like the actual show. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. I, as a purist of the books, I'm kind of bracing myself for all the differences they're going to have because you know when you're taking a 14 book series. And I think they're only taking like maybe the first book or a book and a half in this first season. But I know there's going to be lots of changes and lots of things that are different and it'll probably bug me to no end. So I'll just have to kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, that's just the way the TV series is going to be. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now on to our review of the 1961 Disney movie, The Parent Trap. The Parent Trap is a romantic comedy that was released by Disney in 1961. The movie stars Haley Mills in a double role as twin sisters Sharon and Susan. The movie also starred Maureen O'Hara as Margaret, the girl's mother, and Brian Keith as Mitch, the girl's father. So, Dad, you were in this movie. Dad was in the movie. My name is not Brian Keith. But your name, your name is, Brian. is Brian. And you, you could also so go by Keith. that means I was in the movie? Yeah, you were in the movie. People could call you Keith. That's That could be a name. The movie tells the story of Sharon and Susan, two girls who meet at summer camp. At first they hate each other, but eventually they learn that they are twin sisters. They hatch a plan to reunite their divorced parents and switch places with each other to meet the parent they never knew. They had sibling rivalry and they didn't even know they were siblings. The movie was nominated for two Academy Awards for sound and film editing and spawned three TV sequels, plus a remake of the movie in 1998. So yeah, earlier this year, I was just reading on a website somewhere, and the parent trap came up, and they said it was it was its 60th anniversary, and I thought, oh, in about 10 or 12 episodes, we're going to have our 60th show, so we should cover them both at the same time, be like a 60-60 episode. So we watched this movie the other night, and I think we've watched this all before, right? Yeah, I don't remember it that we much. We were but younger then. <laughs> yeah, it must have been a few years ago. So just as a quick overview, what, what did you two think of the movie? The intro and outro were weird, for sure. Yeah, I had totally forgotten it. And <laughs> and to describe it for people who don't remember it, it's, I want to say it's animated, but it's they're actual little figures. It, it reminds me of those old animated features with uh, Santa or Rudolph where there these little cherubs flying around and shooting arrows and and one is supposed to be the mom and one is supposed to be the dad. I, at least I think that's kind of what we're led to believe. And they keep flying around this sign that says, Bless Our Broken Home, which I was thinking about, maybe I'm jumping way ahead of myself, but do you two think either of their homes were broken? No, it's just that, like, it was split in half, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that would be a a good take on it, just broken in half. When I think of a broken home, I think of someone in trouble or, you know, bad things going on or just something like that. So it it just struck me as very funny that Bless Our Broken Home was kind of the main theme of this opening credit animated sequence. And then there was a song, too, and the song pretty much told the entire story of the movie, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it did. Except the movie had a bit other things happening than just the song. But it kind of just explained the whole thing. So the movie opens and the two girls arrive at Camp Inch. 
I was reading about this little, so Camp Inch, the place where they filmed it was actually a YMCA camp. And you two have been to camp. And one of my first questions was, is the camp that you went to anything like this camp at all? I mean, it's similar in the way that it's a camp. <laughs> not Otherwise, not that similar. I guess they do all eat in, like, the same place, everyone. I mean, we prank other cabins, but we never, like, go into their cabin and dump in, like, mud. <laughs> I kind of did that last year. <laughs> like, you last just went outside cabin. someone's cabin and started dancing, though, didn't no, you? No, we, we, threw, we threw a speaker into their cabin. <laughs> okay, but that's different from, like, throwing mud and slime and, like, <laughs> The girls at this camp are vicious. I mean, they're... Yeah. they're they're putting mud in. They're tying strings all over the place. They're, uh, yeah, just making a mess out of stuff. Tipping people over in canoes, cutting people's dresses. These, I mean, these two are are pretty much guaranteed to go to the detention room, which what they kind of end up doing. Yeah. Also, speaking of the camp, there were pine cones in every scene. Oh yeah, that was great. If you watch this at home. The whole camp scene, I swear there is a pine cone in every frame of the first 20 minutes of the movie. So just keep your eyes open and you will always see a pine cone. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> so at your camp, if, if you had done any of those kind of things, don't you think you'd be sent home? Or Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was there anyone like that at your camp? Not really. <laughs> I didn't. Maybe. I wouldn't know. I mean, I have to believe that people aren't going to be as destructive as these two girls were. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so they get put in a cabin all by themselves. And probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where the two girls are being marched to their new detention cabin, and the entire camp is following <laughs> them. And they're all whistling. <laughs> they must have had, like, so many kids on set for that. Yeah, well, I imagine that since they did film it at a Y camp, maybe they just had all the actual kids that were there. Hey, why camp students today will be in a movie. But then what struck me as really odd is that it's this whole long procession bringing them to this cabin, and it seems like it's half a mile away from everyone else, but then later, they're just right by everyone. So I, I was a little yeah. confused as mm -hmm. to the location of of where this was or what was going on. I just assumed that, like, there are different cabins on different sides of the lake that they were walking around. Yeah, that makes sense. So a question for you two. Which prank do you think was meaner, uh, messing up the people's cabin or cutting the dress? What do you consider meaner when you ask that? Because you, you could say both of them in different ways. Well, it's just up to you. What, what, what do you think was, which was the worst prank? Probably the cabin one because you just have to clean up your cabin for the whole day after that. They couldn't do anything. I'd say probably the dress because... Like, so the punishment for the cabin being dirty was that they wouldn't be going to this dance that was happening. But the dance happening looked just so boring. It was just people dancing around. There was some music playing, but it didn't sound like anyone was talking. So I wouldn't want to go to that dance. So I would say the dress. <laughs> what strikes me as funny about it is that the prank where the girls mess up the other girl's cabin. I would think if I were a camp counselor, I would obviously know that those girls didn't do that to themselves. So why are they being punished? I, that just didn't make any sense to me. Like, like I'm going to tie up strings all around my cabin, and then I wake up in the morning and yell? 
And I'm going to get punished for that. That's just weird. I'm going to tie up strings, throw mud everywhere all over this cabin, and then I'm going to wake up and scream, as everybody else does at this camp. It's good. Why would they just assume that they were the ones who did Well, right, yeah. I mean, as a camp counselor, if I saw that, I'd, the first thing I'd do is turn around and say, all right, who did this to these girls? But nope, mm-hmm. nope. The girls in the messy cabin are the ones that get punished. But, that was just weird. Let's well, throw girls, mud into our cabin for no reason at all. The girls were the ones that let it happen. <laughs> That's the reason, totally. So, okay, so yeah, moving on. So the girls find out that they're siblings. And do you think that that happened too quickly? Do you think it happened just right? What, what did you think about them kind of coming to terms with each other? I mean, I felt like it was happening too slowly at the start, and then I felt like it happened too quickly. <laughs> When they were in a cabin with each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's kind of weird that they would just look exactly like each other and then just be like, oh, but we're not siblings. So the girls decide that they are siblings. They hatch a plan to try to get their mother and father back together. They switch places. They head home. And they head home to these Fabulous houses, right? One's in Boston, one's in California, and we get to see how their parents live. Strange question, but which which place would you rather live, the house in Boston or the big ranch in California? The big ranch in California. Yeah, the ranch. They have a nice pool, a nice patio, a nice forest, <laughs> nice horses, nice stuff. Well, you, Linnea? You said the ranch, too? Yeah. Why? I don't know, because it looks pretty. <laughs> I would probably pick the ranch, too, just because I like the outdoors. Yeah, living in the wilderness sounds better to me than living in, like, a city. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this. The area that was kind of a pool, mm-hmm. it, only one side of it was a pool. Like, the side <laughs> nearest the house had a very pool-like edge, but the other side was, it looked like just a pond or a lake. <laughs> so it's like, it's like someone took a, a pond and then, oh, we're going to make this side of it a nice pool-like entrance and exit. I I thought that was really strange. Like, wow, yeah. I've never seen that before. <laughs> uh, I was reading online, though, that people were always requesting floor plans for that ranch because they wanted to build it themselves. And the thing was is that, that it didn't really exist as an actual place. It was just done on a bunch of sound stages, and they were just, they just had some random rooms so it wasn't actually a real house. Like, the exterior was a real ranch, but all the interior shots of those places, it didn't actually exist the way we saw it in the movie. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, it's all the movie magic. They make it seem like like it's real, but it, but it's not. It's just a bunch of sound stages. And Evan, you were commenting once about the the film quality and how sometimes it was... When they're walking or in background sometimes, it just is so obvious that... They're not actually walking in those areas. Yeah, what, what we're talking about is how in in the movies they would have the actors in front of of a projection screen. And I think a lot of that in this movie had to do with, with the double duty that, that Haley Mills did, mm-hmm. playing, playing opposite herself. Uh, so how do you think that worked? Do you think, do you think she pulled it off? Did she seem like two different people to you? Uh, sure. Sure she did. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember when I was in elementary school. I'm going to pull out my, oh, back in the days. 
uh, I can remember, I don't know, it must have been maybe third, fourth grade, our whole class would go down to the library and we watched this movie, it was like a fun day kind of thing or something. <laughs> and when I say watch the movie, this was actually on film. So we had an old film projector uh-huh. and they'd put up a screen and we'd watch this movie. And for the longest time, I never realized that she played both roles. I thought that <laughs> this girl actually was twin. They had twin girls. Didn't occur to me years later that, oh, that, that was just one one actress doing both parts. <laughs> never occurred to me. Even though it says right at the beginning of the movie, Haley Mills and Haley Mills. <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't actually reading the credits, uh, which is another thing. This is one of those old style movies where the credits are all at the beginning. What What do you two think of that? Well, usually I find it boring, but the weird intro with the animation distracted me from it. Yeah, I agree with Linnea. The question I was thinking about is the pacing of this movie. How? What do you think of the pacing of this movie compared to movies now? Uh, it was a bit slow. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Linnea. In in what way? Like so, what 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 parts? Mm, I don't know. Maybe like the middle parts were kind of slow. Yeah, for me. I like the opening scenes in, at at the camp. I think those work well. Okay, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you didn't say I like the opening scenes because it would be weird if you liked that animation stuff. No, no, no. I'm weird. talking about it at the camp. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm glad. Yeah, I think the camp works well. I think when they first switch, it's kind of interesting, but then just starts bogging down because we're getting introduced to all these characters, some of which are good, but it's it's kind of like we're trying to fill in all this backstory, and it really takes its time doing the backstory of, of the mom, and then the dad, and then and the girls are secretly calling each other on the phone, and, and then we fly out to California, and, and then we have the, the next love interest... The whole middle part just seems like it could really be edited down. I agree. There's a bunch of parts that don't really need to be necessary. Especially at the start for me at the camp. Because, like, right off the bat, they introduce these friends to the characters. And then we only see them, like, two other times. And we, and then they never come back in any way. So it's like, why do you need to introduce these people to us if they are never going to show up again? So out of all the characters in the movie, do you have a favorite and why or who? I like the mom because she's really passive aggressive. Yeah, I like the mom too. <laughs> she she is very passive aggressive, isn't she? And, and she uh, she's kind of physically violent. She's <laughs> yeah. slapping her former husband no, upside yeah. the punched head. Him. Punched she him. Punched yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, and she's and and she she doesn't really ever apologize for no. it. She's <laughs> Oh, actually now that I think about it, it would probably be the person in charge of the wedding. Who was that guy? The priest. The priest, yeah. Yeah, the the father, the reverend. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. He's he's pretty funny too. He <laughs> he has the eye rolls down. To me, he feels like, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Kiki's Delivery Service, and Kiki uh, eventually gets hired by this older matronly lady to bake a pie, and she's helping her bake the pie, and then this lady has a uh, someone who, I don't know, it's like a housekeeper or something, and she's just always interested in anything that's that's going on, and and she's, you kind of feel like she's sort of the town busybody, and, and she's... 
she's out there. Like if there were a crash on the road, she'd be watching it. That's kind of who this Reverend reminded me of. Cause he's, he's seeing this sort of this love triangle and the, the passive aggressiveness of, of Mitch's former wife. And he's all over it. He's like, yeah, I'm, I, I really want to see this. <laughs> he just seems like another person watching the movie, except he's actually in the movie. Um, I also like the maid who's like, I'm not saying anything, and then she starts gossiping immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's pretty good. I think she was almost doing that just for the girls. Yeah. Just to get her to know that she was on her side. So we get to the end of the movie, or the, near the end of the movie, where Mitch and his fiance are going to go out in the wilderness, and the girls come along. And the girls are, once again, they're pulling these pranks again. <laughs> These really rude pranks. And I have to say, do you think these girls are mean? Are they just mean? (laughs) Yeah, they are pretty mean to her. But then again, she was being mean to them. But is that okay? Is that an excuse to pour honey all over someone's (laughs) feet and have bears come and lick them? (laughs) I mean, bears are kind of dangerous. Yeah, they were trying to... They were trying to get their parents back together, but they were just being so mean to that lady. Yeah, it's more like they were trying to keep their dad apart from this other lady. I don't know. I just felt like I felt like these girls really need to take it down a notch. They just felt really mean. (laughs) Um, You know, if I were a parent and my girls did that, I I would be really angry with them. And yet the dad is like, well, well, she doesn't like nature. That's good for her. I guess we'll just go back to my house. When you invite somebody to go camping with us, me and Lene will just be we'll really be traumatizing rude. them. Next time we camp with Katie and Teresa, they're going to have another thing coming. Yeah, some of our friends that we camp with, yeah. You guys are going to go and start attacking their tent. Yep. <laughs> Pouring honey all over it. Except they're not trying to break me and mom up, though. So. <laughs> You never know. You don't know that until you. <laughs> Anything that you two want to call out or comment on about the movie? Evan, you were, at one point when we were watching the movie, you were kind of cringing. And I think it's because you don't like certain kinds of things in movies. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. I hate when movies are, like, really mean to one person to the point where it's funny. Or to the point where they try and make it seem like it's funny. There is like a specific movie. I forgot what it's called. It's like the one where this lady has like a cougar and the sky is there. I don't know or something. Oh, you're talking about that old black and white movie that we watched. Yeah, that um, one. Um, 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 why can't I think of the name of it? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about that movie the other day and I was like, what what, what was that called? <laughs> uh, it was called Bringing a Baby. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. I that movie I absolutely hate because it's just Filled with the main character having a horrible time, and I do not like that. So, so it's kind of the situations they make you cringe. Yes. When you see that kind of, and and some of that was in this movie. It was. There so, were so some. it's it's a it's like a situation when when uh, a situation happens in a movie that they can't control or something or like that's just really making them have a bad day. <laughs> Okay. Like and, something bad happening to a person just to the like a really annoying point. Not like in pa- terms of pain or anything, just like just like people getting embarrassed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So embarrassment humor. I think that's what yeah. you don't like. 
I don't like that either. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, Lene, do you have any comments or thoughts on the movie? Uh, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Does it feel... I thought it was better than the remake. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been so... I, I know I've watched the remake. I can't remember too much about it other than Lindsay Lohan was a star. Does this movie feel old? Does it feel timeless? Like, it feels old. It feels old in the way that there's like, you know, it kind of has that older movie quality look to it. Yeah, it, it's in Technicolor. Yeah. The colors are very vibrant and <laughs> mm-hmm. vivid and they're almost oversaturated in a way. Yeah. Something that I like about it is at one point in the movie when the main character twins are like trying to get their parents to have dinner with each other, they sung a s- song. And then later in this in the movie, you can like distinctly hear that song as kind of like their theme. I don't know if any of you noticed that, but <laughs> it stuck out to me. All right, so um, yeah. Anyway, so 60th anniversary of the Parent Trap. What what do you think? Would you recommend your friends to watch this movie, or is it just kind of no? Hey, I don't know no. if they'd need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call this a classic movie at all? Not really. No? Okay. Linnea? Sort of. Sort of. I guess in the I mean, way it's that popular. Disney made a bunch of remakes of it. I mean, kind of if there were so many remakes made of it, must have been really good. <laughs> like the Home Alone movie. Oh, no, no, no. That no. has a bunch of remakes now. No, we're not going to talk about that. Especially the new one. That's uh, horrible. Oh, uh, yeah. You watched more of it than I did. I just came in and you were watching it, and I was like, what is this? Don't watch the new Home Alone movie to all you listeners. Don't watch it. It's it's what it's just a Disney Plus thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're on like Disney really Plus, new? don't watch. Yeah, it. it's really new. It just came uh, out what a week or so ago, or just this like, week? Just this week. Yeah, just came out. It's oh yeah. Oh, we're recording horrible. this, and it's just been Disney Plus week or Disney Plus day or yeah. or something. So they've announced all kinds of new Disney stuff, but yeah. Oh my god, that movie made me cringe so much. <laughs> was Why'd it more embarrassment it? humor? Not really, I guess, a bit. <laughs> I, I, do, I do not like it, though. Yeah, okay. Anyway, back on this topic. So, uh, Parent Trap, let's wrap up. On a scale of 1 to 10, what do you think? 6. Yeah, I'd say like a 7 out of 10. I think I'll give it, yeah, I'll give it like a, a 7 out of 10. I've, it's almost more nostalgic for me because I remember watching it as a kid. But yeah, I think it has some serious pacing issues. It it gets to the point where in the middle of the movie you're looking at your watch going, okay, I think the on. concept is really cool, but in the middle it was just really boring. Oh yeah. yeah, also specific, there were like so many different backgrounds that I got confused about where they were sometimes. Hmm. <laughs> like so many different places. Like, they were in a house, and then all of a sudden they're in a park, and then all of a sudden they're out of the airport. I think the dad in California, they're on a ranch, so they're mm-hmm. they are always out ranching, or they're out... Some of it was filmed at a golf course, I know, so maybe... Yeah, there, there were a lot of scenes out there, so... All right, well, there we go. That's our wrap-up of The Parent Trap. You can find it on Disney Plus if you're so interested. And uh, now we'll move on to Fortune Cookies. So I got, take care of yourself first, then help others. That's cute. It's like, selfish. Be selfish. Since we're out of fortune cookies, we're actually having to look online, and Dad is 
taking a while having to find a website. Who knew there were so many virtual fortune cookie generators out there? Us, now. Now we know. Alright, so here's my fortune. Truth is an unpopular subject because it is unquestionably correct. Hmm. I guess. I got my shoes will make me happy today. <laughs> I swear I've gotten this one before, though. I don't think you've gotten that one before. I remember getting this one Want to do another fortune? Do another fortune. Hit the button. Okay. It's loading. The world is always ready to receive talent with open arms. Ooh, I like that one. Mm-hmm. All right, well, there we go. That's it for this episode of Lunchbox Reaction, our reaction to The Parent Trap this week. Next week, uh, what should we do next week? Should we do Shang-Chi since we just saw that? Yeah, sure. All right, next week we'll be talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which just also just came out on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, watch that on Disney+, Plus, not the new Home Alone movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks to my co-host Evan. That's me. Thanks to my co-host, Linnea. That's me. And we will be back next week. Talk to y'all later. Have a great week. Bye. This is us. And we are at the lunch table. (laughs) See you at the lunch table next week. Hopefully. Hopefully? Unless... You never know. Unless a nuclear apocalypse starts. The world can end at any time. What? more optimistic. Hopefully World War 3 doesn't break out. What? Hopefully aliens don't invade the world. <laughs> Hopefully somebody doesn't create zombies. Or killer robots. We'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week, everyone. Testing one, two, three. I yawn, I burp sometimes. Yeah, that happens to me, too. Like, you just yawn and you burp? Yeah. That happened at school, and I was like, dang it. It's the worst place for it to happen. (laughs) You should put that in the blooper. Are you recording it? I am recording. You burp when you yawn. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.